0: Hey guys, welcome to another <laughs> episode of Raz Hockey. This is episode number eighty nine. What? uh Who comes to mind when you say number eighty nine for NHL players? Mike Comrie. It, really, Mike Comrie? Oh yeah, former Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> uh, I'll go with a former Toronto Maple Leaf, Alexander McGilney. Oh, Alex he was Zimmer, robbed again. He was robbed again of uh, being. Uh, not included in the NHL. We might as well call it NHL Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. How do you score 76 goals in one year and have a a 1,000-point career Not not get included? But
1: Yeah, I know. uh, Oh, well.
0: Uh, Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, I'm Trev, and with me on the other side down the street is Bush. So how's things going? Things are
1: going really, really well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um thank you for those who are joining us on through their podcast platforms. Uh we're on Apple, Spotify, what what? Else? Uh iHeartRadio, Google, Google Podcast, Amazon Music and maybe in My,
1: maybe in MySpace if it was still around.
0: Did they shut down that MySpace?
1: All, it's the the mice My, the myspace that we know it is shut down but it's a different it's a different mm-hmm. platform it's all it's really i don't know bizarre
0: and uh and we're on youtube so if, if you're watching us on youtube please like and like and subscribe, subscribe. to our yeah. youtube channel um I don't know what else. I'm not really a YouTube guy. I really don't know what how to say YouTube. Like, like you know, when you watch some YouTube, it's like, hey, hit the notification button (laughs) and stuff like just support us guys. That's it. Um, for this week, our guest for episode 89. He is from Sioux Valley, Dakota Nation, west of Brandon, Manitoba. He is just like Bush, number two on the game sheet, but number one in our hearts. Yeah. He is a defenseman with the Las Vegas
1: Golden Knights. Golden
0: Knights, um, where they just recently won the Stanley Cup. Um, our guest for this week. We're very excited that we're announcing that Mr. Yeah. Zach Whitecloud is our guest. Uh Bush and I sat down with Zach and we had a really good talk. We uh, had yeah. some laughs and he's uh he's a very nice nice young man. He uh mm-hmm. he's very humbled and we had we had a really good time talking hockey and talking about his days at Bimidji State where yeah, him and Bush are alma maters. Alma maters or alma, alma mater. mater?
1: I think it's pronounced modern or Matters? Alma Maters.
0: So yeah, um that's hey, that's two things you guys got in, got in common. You guys went to BSU and you guys both were number two in hockey. <laughs> yeah, there we Ooh, go. Shit, there we go. Let's but yeah, it. Zach's uh, we're very fortunate to uh, have Zach come on the show after winning the Stanley Cup because I know he's b- busy with other interviews and mm-hmm. just really got to relax because think he played what over 20. 20 something games in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: So probably the hardest six games against Edmonton.
0: <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, it's cool to have Zach yeah. on the show for this week's episode. Uh where's hockey? We are on the traditional land of the Nashinaabe. We are currently recording on treaty three territory. As I like to say, as always, home of Bush. Bush is a proud, proud member of Treaty Shree territory, home of the Anishinaabe. Mm-hmm. So we're always, uh, as a visitor, as a Treaty Nine member, I'm always welcome when yeah. I when I'm. Well, I've always been welcome, welcome here, but absolutely you were. So thank you, Bush, for making me feel so welcome, not as an outsider. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Okay, Support for Res Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Podcast. At Manscape.com. Now, if my math is correct, and usually, sometimes, almost always is, like sixty percent of the time, I'm right all the time. It's about sixteen million balls.
0: And that's uh, that's a lot of balls. That's some good mathing, math right by me. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, thank you for uh, supporting us. And if you mm. would like to purchase a kit on at Manscape.com, just do what Bush mentioned. Go to Manscaped.com, and you'll use the promo code ResHockey. So if it works for Bush, it's going to work for you. If, or should I say, if it works for Bush's Bush, it'll work for you.
1: Jesus.
0: Just think Bush's Bush looked like this beard, but now it looks... <laughs> Bush's yeah. Bush looks like my beard. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Uh, go out and buy it. <laughs> Before we get... To-
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for uh, for those who bought kits. Uh thank you for supporting us and and we really appreciate it. I tried to sell one today. I saw uh former cuz of the week, Dustin McLeod uh while we were outside the grocery store here in Kenora. And I said, Hey man, you gotta buy a kit, help us save mm-hmm. 24%. So
1: hopefully Dustin. Courage while peeling at work. Come on, brother! You said you would. Yeah. So,
0: if you uh, want to help us and show us some love, by uh, a by a by a couple razors.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, comes in the week. Comes in the week for episode eighty nine. He's a he's a buddy of mine. I've known him and his his uh, family for a long time. He's from uh, Long Lake fifty eight which is just outside Long Lack, Ontario, which is three hours northeast of Thunder Bay. Because of the week for this episode, this week's episode is Ricky Desmoulins. So uh, Ricky it's, and I it's... will be playing hockey this weekend in Thunder Bay at the Click Cup. But we'll uh, mention more, more about that hockey tournament this weekend. So uh, Ricky, uh, thanks for... Uh, I met him in Timmins in February... And he said he was a listener of the show. So i always thankful for our listeners. And um, it's always cool to meet our listeners. So uh, thanks, Ricky, for your support. And uh, can't wait for this weekend to play some puck with you. So let's just say let's not have high expectations of my play, of my play <laughs> this week. Yeah. I haven't skated in two months. So uh yeah this, we'll talk about that later about <laughs> conditioning so yeah ricky is because of the week if you, anyone yeah. wants to be because of the week or you know of anyone that wants to be because of the week shoot us a message on facebook or instagram mm-hmm. and uh we'll be more than happy to uh make that person or yourself because of the week whoo that was uh that was a lot <laughs> So, um, before we okay, next I want to talk about the A American Hockey League A AH Finals.
1: Oh yeah, shoutouts! Do you have any shoutouts for this week? I do. I have two shoutouts. There are uh, coincides with our guest and their, and his team. I know two shoutouts going out to one in Kenar. Her name's Adriana Ams. She's a friend of mine actually. Her Family billeted, uh, finished exchange to a new hooks when, uh, way back high school, like far before your time, Trevor. <laughs> and uh, another one goes out to Stephanie Shoten, uh, she is of the draft family that Trevor and I go to these draft tournaments, they too. Gave friendly jabbers and banter with uh, playoffs when our teams met in the conference semifinals. And uh, I'll leave it at that. So see is she wins. a Vegas fan or Dallas? They're, they're both Vegas fans. Jeez. I know. Well, it's all good for them. Yeah. Good for them. It's uh, it must be nice always... to only wait six years for your team to win. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There's that. I mean I mean like that sucks you, being a Leafs fan. I mean people in Buffalo have, been,
1: have never watched their team.
0: Yeah, like but us Leafs fans we've been waiting since well I've been Sixth, I'm in my yeah. 40s and I have I haven't seen them I think the farthest I've seen them when when in 90, 1993 when oh, they made yeah. the final four and when LA Kings beat them then the next year Vancouver Canucks beat them so and uh yeah it's been a long painful Painful journey. Yep. But, yeah, biggest so, fans only get to wait six years. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. How so Stephanie you? and Adriana, uh, shout out to you, women and uh awesome to watch your sh- your team lift the cup.
0: Yeah, uh just want, yeah, shout out to them. Like Adriana, she's a big uh volunteer for minor hockey here in Kenora. So she does a lot of work with minor hockey. Mm-hmm. So and we minor hockey does not in, in any town in Canada does not work without awesome volunteers. So no. quick, thank you for uh, all your hard work and dedication throughout the years in minor hockey here mm-hmm. in Canara. Like I was saying before you cut me off, Dennis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> AHL finals. Um, I watched it because. Uh, Hershey bears had uh, Garrett Pelon on the team. Oh. He is uh Son of former NHL player and guest of the show, Rich Pilon. Uh, Garrett played a couple games with Washington Capitals throughout the years as a call up, but spent the majority of his time in Hershey, Hershey Bears. So, um, I was so I stayed up, um, and they played the Coachella Valley Thunderbirds. And like, I really had to force myself to stay up because that's a West Coast, (laughs) that's a California team. Coachella yeah. Valley. So um I really had to force myself up. I had to take a nap around seven o'clock. <laughs> Half-hour nap. Um th- they made it all the way to game seven. And uh I didn't go to bed until like one o'clock that night. Ooh. it was so late. Um, uh, but uh Hershey Bears end up winning in game seven, three-two in overtime.
1: Oh Nice. It
0: it was such a good game. Um, it was back and forth. Garrett played unreal. He was probably their number one center. He was penalty killing, power play, regular shift. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really kind of garnered my gears and got me pissed off was the ref. One of the refs called a penalty in overtime.
1: Oh, it was it a good call? Like was it no? It was it was a bad
0: call. Like. Like, the last five minutes in the third period, they put their, like, as all refs do, they put their uh, mm-hmm. whistles away, let the boys play, grind it out. But this, I don't know who the ref is, but they call the penalty. Like, how do you call a penalty in overtime yeah. in game seven? You're playing for a championship and you you make a stupid call. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, the uh, Coachella Valley didn't score and uh, the Bears end up scoring in overtime. It was a really good game. So congratulations to Garrett for uh, winning the AHL championship. I don't know what the cup is called. Hmm. Maybe I'll look that up right now. Calder cup. That's it. I was going to say, yeah, it's a Calder cup. Yeah. So um, that's just, just as a hard trophy to win. I think, as just as the Sonic Cup, right? Because you're playing, mm-hmm. what, four rounds? Best of seven. So you can play anywhere after, like, more than 20 games. Yeah. I think it's like, like that in most pro, pro hockey sports, and I mean, leagues yeah. in North America. But, yeah. But the one thing I was really impressed is the Coachella Valley. Yeah. It was packed, and everyone had merchandise. They had jerseys, oh, nice. hoodies, T-shirts. I mean, this is in California. I don't even know where... Coachella Valley (laughs) is. You know where that is? I don't
1: think I No, I just a couple of my my Facebook friends. They go to their that music festival.
0: Coachella Valley. I'll just. I don't know where it is. Speaking of
1: merchandise, uh, I've been getting approached by a couple people here and there about uh, maybe we should order some uh, hoodies in the fall. Who's your friends?
0: Depends who your friends Friends. are.
1: Yeah, that's true. Holy jeez,
0: it's almost by like the Mexican border. By Palm Springs. So that's not really a hockey
1: hotbed. You, but do you think we should sell one to LT or no? F him.
0: We're selling one to
1: LT. We're not going <laughs> to give him no freebies. Who do you think he is? <laughs> we're going to charge him. We're, we're even going to charge him sales tax.
0: Yeah, we're going to charge him double. F Because he probably needs a 5XL. <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, if anyone wants hoodies or T-shirts, let us know because we gotta come up with a yeah. I know, we like, should
1: come up with a fall one or the fall theme
0: like this. Is that like we need a logo? I don't know. Yeah. Should we? Should, should we a do a logo?
1: We, we gotta trademark something.
0: Um, yeah, because I wanna do some like slogans, not slogans, but sayings and sh- uh, yeah. stuff like that, and just have like how. about we're not gonna we're not copying Bauer or CCM or Gong no. Show or stuff like that. We just say we wanna have. Or uh, smudge the blades or like, something we, like that. Yeah. We want something like that where they like, you know, how smudge the, smudge the blades, they have hockey sayings and yeah, funny quotes like that. Like we want to do something similar to that, but not steal nothing
1: from. No. From our bro. No. At smudge the blades. But yeah, Harlan, we're not, we're not trying to steal something, but we, we do want to try to have similar styles though.
0: Like. Yeah. Cause it's fun. Like we <laughs> all like to laugh and have a good time as. Indigenous people, so hey, I forgot to wish everyone happy Indigenous oh, People's Days. We, you didn't last forget, week. it was
1: just uh, yeah, we forgot last thing. week, yeah.
0: So, happy belated, it, happy belated, uh, Indigenous the, People's Days, day. yeah. So, I had to work that day, so but I got Friday off, oh, the, yeah, the day a couple of days after, mm-hmm. But yeah, we should come up with some merch. Um, our merch always sells pr- pretty well. So and we're always fortunate enough and thankful for all you listeners for buying some merch. But yeah, for sure. Um, What else? Oh, you got your new skates. True skates. Yeah, true skates. Bush um, had to copy me. Yeah. So what size some are of your us feet? Have to pay
1: for, Some of us have to pay for them, Trevor. We don't always win them on uh, Instagram. Oh, chump change.
0: Chump change. <laughs> Bush is yeah, on sure. chief and council, so he, he technically I'm didn't on have on the pay. payroll. Yeah. So uh, uh, what size of your feet did you ask? Like, are you a
1: perfect size? Oh where, no, I didn't. You know? I didn't ask if I was a if I was in that. I just their size. Uh, twelve.
0: So on our Facebook post, we posted a picture of Bush, uh, him and his brand new skates. And when you get new skates and you bake them, they'll put surround wrap so they could just mold to your feet better. But uh, Bush actually does wear his skates like that. I do. <laughs> Since I did. they're custom-made skates now, are you going to do the, the wraparound with the lace or are you just going to go... Cause that I might noticed be a superstition you always. Thing. Is that a superstition That's, thing that you just? Yeah. Wrap around your lace. Yeah. And you don't tie it all the way to the nope. top. You let one eye. Eyelet.
1: Yeah. I've never, below. I've never tied up my gates like that. Never. I don't know why. I just. Because when I was younger, I used to wear the the shin pad inside the tongue. And then uh, up until maybe maybe uh, actually when I was in intramural hockey in Bemidji. Um, player suggested that I use uh, a longer shin pad and put them outside outside my tongue on the skate, and I that's how I skated for the longest time. And then uh last year was the first time I went I went and put the shin pad back inside the tongue. Felt nice,
0: really. I've never ever yeah. did that. And like the the one player that I always try to copy the way my the, like my shin like the bottom like the bottom of my shin pad my skate, I go over the tongue but I always liked the way Brian, the late Brian Marchment he used to do how yeah. his, how his uh the bottom of his uh, shin pad look with his skate. So when you, uh, yeah, when you dress like you always have to try to look your best when you dress, dress up in look, hockey, look, look good, good, play, play good. good. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was one uh former NHL player. I always tried to mimic back in the day when dressing up. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um you want to head to our interview with uh Zach. Yeah.
1: Let's talk to uh talk to the fellow BSU Bieber.
0: Let's talk to the current NHL Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. So yeah, let's head over to our interview with Zach. Let's go. Yeah. Rez Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode number 89. He is fresh off winning Lord Stanley. He's a Bemidji State alumni, same as Bush. He's a Manitoba Junior alumni. Uh, Rez Hockey would like to introduce you from Sioux Valley, Dakota Nation, Mr. Zach Whitecloud. Welcome to the show, Zach.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, appreciate you guys having me on and taking the time
0: uh so uh we'll talk about your uh stanley cup run in a bit but at first uh how did you get started in hockey
2: um i mean it's it's pretty it's obviously cliche right it's uh you know everyone everyone i think in, in uh some form or another um with whatever sport i think their parents kind of pushed them in that direction or, or uh got them involved in sport and it's no different for me my my uh you know my dad played hockey as well my mom I was a broomball player and uh, a fastball player and and, uh, volleyball, all those sorts of things. So having, having athletes as parents, it's uh, um, you know, I was pushed to play almost every sport I could growing up just to kind of figure out what you love and and, uh, try and find whatever you have a passion for. And and, um, they were, they were always big believers of uh, being part of a team kind of all year round and and being in that atmosphere all the time. Um, You know, obviously builds character. It allows you to, you know make new connections just outside of your hockey teams or whatever your major sport is right so um you know my parents were uh, were always good at uh not forcing me to play sports or, or anything like that but um provided me all the opportunities for for whatever i wanted to do so i ended up working my way into golf uh even rugby football soccer um, badminton all these sorts of things and just kind of um you know just playing sports because you love them right
0: Growing up, is there any specific, uh, hockey player that you looked up to? Uh,
2: I think for me, uh, just like <laughs> Jordan Tutu was a big one for me. Um, you know, obviously he, he, uh, made the journey down to, to OCN and then, and then on to Brandon, right? So, um, our, our family were, uh, we billeted Weekings for, I think upwards of 15, 16, 17 years. Um, just kind of growing up and, and, uh, providing them, uh, a home and stuff like that. So we, we always had billets kind of in and out. So we were always close with, uh, you know, the players and those sorts of things. Right. And, and uh, Jordan Tutu is, uh, you know, obviously a, a guy that, um, you know, was, was easy to relate to because he had, uh, you know, obviously I didn't grow up the same as Jordan, hadn't come from the same place, but um, we believed in the same things, practiced, you know, our culture is the same way um, and did all those sorts of things. Right. And, and, uh, and he played the game hard. He played, uh, it's no secret how Jordan Tutu played the game and, and just kind of what, um what person he is and and the struggles he went through um and he's always kind of been that role model for me where just to kind of um push through life's uh battles and things like that right and and uh everyone's journey is different and everyone everyone's dealing with something at some point in their life and and uh you know he's a he's a he's an example of that for me and in terms of um you know, doing good in life and, and, and turning things around. And, and, uh, you know, now he's, he's a father, I, I think of two and, and, uh, you know, living a great life, had a good career and, and, uh, you know, doing a lot of things for our people.
0: Uh, how was your experience playing for the Warden oil capitals in the Manitoba junior league?
2: Uh, really, really, really fun experience there. That's, uh, Ver- Verne's got a special place in my heart and it's definitely uh you know where i'll i'll uh, be taking the cup to this summer when i get my day with it and and uh making my way out there to um, just allow everyone in that community to kind of uh you know that supported me during my time there especially my billets and and uh, you know it's a small town right i think it's only yep. maybe 3,000 people that live there and then you know uh, the outskirts of like farmers and stuff like that right so um you know i'm pretty excited to be able to take it there because that's kind of where I got my footing in terms of kind of where my uh my career I would say kind of started obviously you don't get paid in junior or anything like that but I felt like that's kind of where I I, I gained the passion for wanting to play and progress to each level because uh, when I played um uh triple a hockey in Brandon I was uh I was never protected or or anything like that drafted any or along those lines and and uh, so I, I I never really had uh, <laughs> I never really had uh, um, uh, plans to kind of play junior junior hockey, let alone like Western League or Junior A. So um, everything from there was kind of just bonus bonus hockey. Um, and then once I uh, you know played my two years in, in Verdon and was lucky enough to get a, a scholarship to uh, Bemidji uh, go go play there, and, and and fully went there with the intent to get my degree and, and go out and work and and, and start my career. So um just kind of every level that i kept getting to is just it was just more bonus hockey so uh bemidji
1: state university yeah, yeah sorry uh, how was it being <laughs> a student athlete
2: uh i i loved it and, and i mean my my girlfriend who's over there she was a a student athlete as well at uh, kansas university she was a rower so um you know just having that student athlete experience is, is something that uh it was, was really exciting for me to experience because, you know, growing up, I wanted to, you know, play for the Brandon Weekings and go to the Western League and, and uh, you know, be that uh, that Western Hockey League player, right? Which, as, as many Western Canadians do, um, uh, except for maybe some of you guys who are in Ontario, go to the, the show HL there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I always wanted to play in the Western League and, and uh, obviously that was never... Uh, a goal that was kind of uh, within reach for me. And then um, having the opportunity to go and be a student athlete and, and uh, really just to honestly have the chance to mature there and, and kind of grow up a little bit. Um, let my body catch up uh, in terms of like development, in terms of skill development, all those sorts of things. We were able to work out a lot more, so that kind of helped. Um, and then I felt like college actually really got me ready for for the pro game, not so much the scheduling that, that took a little bit of time to get used to, which I think all college players uh, have that, period of adjustment because you go from, you know, if you're lucky in college, if you make it all the way to the final, you get 43 games. And uh, once you, you know, you play 43 games in the American league within before Christmas break. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a big change. It's a big change. Right. So, um, you know, but as far as the uh, college preparing us in terms of, you know, strength and conditioning and all sorts of things, it, it, it really was a, a big stepping stone for me.
1: What did you study?
2: Uh, I was, that's a good question. Mark, marketing and finance, <laughs> and then uh I did a little bit of uh, uh sports business. I think it was called uh, business and sports, something like that.
1: What did you stay on, on campus?
2: Or yeah, I stayed
1: in Tampa. Tent- oh, the big tall building.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's still there. I'm actually. I was going to tell you before the show. I, I'm going back there for the uh the alumni golf tournament this summer. On. Uh, what is it? July 13th, July 13th or 14th. So that's my, that's going to be my first year back there since I, uh, since I left. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty pumped up to be able to go back and and see, uh, um, my, my D partner that would, that I played with for two years is going to be there as well. So I'm pretty excited to see him and, and, uh, lots of my, lots of my other buddies, unfortunately, a few of my classmates that I, I went in with, you know, my good buddies that, uh, they uh they they can't make it unfortunately so um uh, but there's still a bunch of guys there that I played with my first year on the team that um were older than me that'll be back there so I'm I'm pretty excited <laughs> personal
1: question how many burgers did you decimate at corner bar <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah a couple couple burgers yeah a couple burgers yeah that place i think that place has a special uh special spot in every every bsu beaver's heart for sure
1: oh, yeah it was uh it was quite this. It was quite the setup, actually. You just go It was, it was your fantastic. Burger. I mean, see, yeah. it's the
2: ideal spot, except except for it being so far away.
1: I know. Yeah, that was a little problem. Uh, we ended yeah. up moving about uh, maybe three blocks over near the cemetery when my second year there. So I just it was just a walk. Oh,
2: well, that's not bad. You're putting priorities <laughs> first, hey? Eh? Well, you know
1: <laughs> uh, that that golf course is that is that past uh, Noel's Peanut Room? Is that the golf course you're talking about?
2: Uh, the one that's on the north side of the lake there okay yeah it's uh it's probably I'd say it's probably like 15, 15 minutes from campus yeah you go, you go straight north around the lake and you go over top of the lake and it's right on uh, it's actually it's actually a beautiful golf course. It's one of the better ones've I've played on
1: um, okay two years of playing at Bemidji you signed with Las Vegas Golden Knights your contracts there on the table. How was it signing your, your first contract?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like yeah, it, it seems like forever ago, right? Now you're, I mean, not, not to be, not to be, um, I mean, sitting where you are now, you know, it's, you, I've created a, you know, a life here. This is home now. Um, that was, what was that now? That was five years ago, six years ago now. Yeah. A long time. Uh, <laughs> in the, the initial feeling, cause I, I went, uh, after we lost, we lost the Michigan tech, I believe in the second round of the playoffs, maybe even the first. And then, uh, things had been picking up, kind of heating up all year. Right. Um, teams calling, checking in, um, kind of saying, uh, um, different things, whether they were interested or, or, or whatever it was. Uh, and then at the end of the year, when we lost, uh, when we lost out, um, I, uh, my my agent's from Brainerd, uh, so I drove down there to to hang out with him and and uh, we just kind of went through the whole process of of going through teams, why we would sign there, why we wouldn't sign there, um, looking at depth charts, looking at other prospects that were in the in the uh, pipeline, those sorts of things. And um, I mean, it was it was a cool experience because you know I just I was never had I ever envisioned before that I would I would get to pick where I wanted to play in the NHL, and uh, you know it was it was a I was always told to kind of enjoy the process because because there there may never be an experience like that again and and, uh, you know just kind of narrowing it down and then finally landing on on vegas and and signing there and then within i think two days they had me on a plane with all my stuff and and uh, i joined the team and i think it was buffalo and uh next thing you know you're you're in the nhl from from college so it was uh it was a whirlwind of a time it was it was it was nerve-wracking it was stressful um but it was it was good stress to have right I mean it was an opportunity of a lifetime and and I mean it's still understanding at that point you, you may never play in the NHL right that doesn't guarantee you that you're gonna you know make it or anything like that but uh just super grateful throughout the whole process just to have you know the opportunity to be able to talk to a lot of the people I did talk to different teams and and uh you know just kind of knowing that you're going to get an opportunity at some point.
0: Yeah, you spent some time in the American League with the uh, Chicago Wolves. Uh, how was it playing in the uh, American League?
2: It was great. We uh, I was <laughs> I was actually just talking uh, our our director of player development. His name's Will Nickel. He uh, he was on the ice with us when we uh, after we won, and uh, myself and Hager, Kolsar, um, Coglin, a lot of guys that kind of came up through that first year of uh, uh, when we all played with the Wolves. It was our rookie years as pros and. And, um, you know, kind of for him, just like getting to kind of watch us grow up in the pro game and, and uh, um, you know, Hager and I have been uh, defense partners ever since and, and uh, in the American League all the way up through the NHL. So um, it was cool. We got to take a picture with him because, you know, he was the guy taking care of us and, and making sure that we were all good. And, and uh, the American League, obviously, I think I truly believe everyone's got to go through the American League at some point, unless you're, you're unless your name's Matthews or McDavid or, or something like that. Right. Michael. Um Every, everyone's got to go through that process and, and learn how to play at the pro level that way. And, and uh, you know, kind of do your time a little bit. And, and uh, eventually you'll, you'll get a chance, right. As long as you um, you're, you're taking care of yourself and you're doing the right things, playing the right way, all those sorts of things. Right.
1: Last week, uh, something big happened. <laughs> you and the Golden Knights won the cup, Stanley Cup. Well, how are you feeling after week has gone by?
2: Uh, tired. (laughs) Um, no, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been a crazy ride. It's, uh, um, I just got, I just got asked actually today, you know, like kind of what it was like and, and do you ever like kind of, cause now that you sit here, you know, you you get to have a little bit of time at home and kind of decompress a little bit. And, and, you know, I, I find myself whether I'm like just having a meal or something, then all of a sudden I'll, I'll remember that you just won the Stanley cup. And you're just like, it kind of like goes right back to when you, your hand of the cup and you get to lift it. And, you know, just watching that clock run down to zero and, and that feeling, I think it's, it's hard. It's, there's so many emotions. <laughs> that go through. Your, it's hard to describe, right. Cause it's, I mean, I'm sure you guys too, like it, it's something that, you know, I grew up on, on the outdoor rinks in Manitoba pretending that I was winning the Stanley cup, um, you know, as a kid in my backyard or, or, uh, um, on the outdoor rink. So a lot of, a lot of those things come by. And I, I think one of the coolest things for me was, uh, seeing my, seeing my parents right after, uh, and, and just the look in their eyes and the smile on their faces just because I mean, though uh, of, ever, of everyone that didn't expect like us to be here, it was definitely my parents and they're the great, they're the nicest people in the world. They're, they're down to earth, they're hardworking and, uh, you know, but they're honest people. And, you know, if you were to ask them, you know, did you ever think this was possible? They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even bat an eye. they say, heck no, it was never, never a thing. So, um, being able to see them and, and, you know, lift the cup with them, have them, you know, have their hands on it. And, and, uh, it's kind of a, it's a full circle moment, right? It's, it's just a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, uh, not just, not just for me, you know, I just, I just play hockey and, and that's the, that's what I would, I've been, I've been lucky and I've been uh, super grateful to be able to play a game for, for a living. And, you know, not a lot of people get to do that. So I understand that, um, you know, this, this, uh, is something that you're, it's a privilege, right? It's, it's not, uh, it's not a right. So, um, being able to do that. And and again, I think see my parents, see my, see my friends, my childhood best friend was there that night. Um, we've been through some ups and downs and, and, uh, being cut from teams and he's been through all those, uh, that coaster ride. Right. So, um, just being able to like have him like hand the cup to him. He got to lift it. He was, he snuck into the dressing room after he was drinking out of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was just, there's a lot of things that go through your mind and I, it feels like time's running a million miles an hour. Um, but then I think once you get to kind of collect yourself and, and uh, just, just think about it and just think about what, you know, the team did and what, you know, you uh, you've gone through as you, as you've gone through your career and stuff like that. It all brings you to here. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, a it's a dream come true. It's, it makes you emotional, right? It's, it's, uh, yeah. something that, you know, a lot of people work for and some guys go through their careers, not even, you know, getting, getting close. Right. So, um, knowing the importance of how lucky you are and how grateful I am to be able to, you know, do what I do.
0: Um, Brandon Montour, um, uh, from Six Nations here in Ontario Florida Panthers defenseman how awesome of us series was it playing against Brandon
2: Yeah it was it was cool obviously with some uh representation from you know for our our culture kind of on both teams was um you know the bit of the, the narrative going going into it right was was uh, was that <laughs> right so um Yeah it, uh it no it was it was definitely cool and and uh you know obviously with what he's done the over the course of the season having one of his best years and and uh you know the the scoring terry went on in the playoffs so it was, it was cool to see that and and uh no i think it's just it was it was a it was a cool thing for, i think for a lot of our people to be able to watch and, and see that you know some of our people are on the big stage doing um you know playing the game they love and and uh, just having fun doing it. And, and, and you knew, uh, um, that, uh, it was just representation on a big stage was, was definitely a, a big thing, right?
1: So final countdown, how loud was the bench counting down?
2: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just, uh, I mean, I think, I think Alec Martinez had me in a headlock for a good five, <laughs> five 10, five, 10 seconds. And, and, uh, Hager was, you know, everyone was just, uh, yeah. It's it's a feeling uh, I won't ever forget for sure. Just seeing that clock hit zero and just knowing, literally at that moment, you're, you know, no one can ever take away from you that you're a you're a Stanley Cup champion and and uh, that your name's gonna be on that on that mug for for the next, I think it's like sixty years or something until they take it off. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I get I get emotional <laughs> talking about kids. it. it uh, it's wild, man. It's it's. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a wild feeling. It, you you can't, you can't replicate it. You can't pretend yeah. that, Hey, this is what it's going to feel like. And, you know, I won't cry or I will. And, yeah. and you just let the emotions flow and whatever kind of comes and And, you know, you're just grateful for, and you guys have been part of teams, you know, forever. And then you're just grateful for so many good people you meet along the way and people that you never forget. And And I think, you know, you guys, and you've been on OCN too, right where you're winning and, you just you remember how tight those teams are as a group of guys, and uh, you know you probably you can still probably call them up right now, and then you guys can you guys can shoot the shit about what those times were like and and when you guys won and and when you guys weren't doing so well, and and those are all the times that you know now you're brothers for life, and oh for sure, that's a, that's a that's a cool mm-hmm. feeling right now.
0: Yeah, like uh, Bush and I, we're in our forties now, and I can message an old teammate from twenty five years ago, and it's like, hey, remember this night when this happened with so and so? it will. It'll just light up, light up in your head, and we'll just laugh about it, and we'll text other guys, and I'll just be a chain, and, ex- we, and That's what exactly happens. It, it you're you're a brothers for life, so that's the one thing I really love about hockey, and I really try to encourage the youth that. When you play with, uh, even if it's five, ten, fifteen games with a certain person, you guys will be brothers for life, and you'll just have that connection.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree, and and that's why sports is so such an important thing. I think for for our youth too is right is is and my parents, you know, my parents uh, did it the way that you know I I hopefully want to do with my kids is that you know go out and, and play as many sports as you can, be a part of as many teams as you can, meet as many people as you can um because these are relationships that you create for life right and and it doesn't matter you know what I mean I played I think soccer for uh maybe just a year and, and still you know know a lot of those guys that that I played with and and uh not necessarily they don't have anything to do with hockey it's just you know if you ever run into them again it's it's like you know you're a part of that team you you had fun together and you guys were teammates right so that stuff lasts um and 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 that's why sports are important too right and and I think obviously when you're when you're talking about it, Trev, is that obviously when you win championships, it makes it a little bit easier to to obviously you know reach out again in whatever it is ten years when when you're old and retired and and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and whatnot. So um, no, I, I think obviously winning makes it easier. But I think you know I've been on a lot of teams with this with this organization that have been so so um, tight and and uh, and just cohesive, right and and uh it takes you know special groups to win and, and obviously you can feel how how special it is to win with with a good group of guys
0: um a part of the hockey part of hockey the hockey culture is uh being superstitious and having pre-game rituals like when i play old timers i still dress the same way I, as i did when i played juniors <laughs> so, yeah it doesn't it doesn't, change. Does. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't change so this playoff uh playoffs did you have any superstitious or pre-game ritual that you like okay we won because I did this this certain game or I'm gonna keep doing it
2: yeah um so just in just in general like general life I'm not superstitious at all um even in the regular season like let's say I you know we go and we lose a game and I'm you know, I play. I played bad. I'll, I'll still wear the same suit the next night on the road, or I'll still eat the same pregame meal. You know, I, I not once have I switched up my pregame meal. It's always been the same. And uh, the, probably the only the only superstition that I truly feel is kind of affects me a little bit is if I'm a big morning skate guy. So if we let's say we have a game at like four, there's no morning skate that morning, right? Because the, the time's just too compact um I'll kind of get in my own head a little bit like I don't uh <laughs> for whatever reason I just I like I like getting up and I like feeling like I'm I'm moving I'm engaging in like um trying to pick up a pass or shoot or hit someone on the tape like I just like I like my brain getting awake and kind of moving and also that way I'm ready for my nap too so um you know I not too often I I, I take the option to either so I like to get out there and more and skate and, and kind of just get moving and so sometimes when I don't do that I get in my own head a little bit but um And maybe the other thing is I always, uh, I always pick up, I try to pick up Chandler Stevenson, a a coffee from Starbucks. Um, we, uh, for some reason, whenever I, if he doesn't text me and I don't bring it to him, we end up losing. And then it just, (laughs) it just, yeah, it just confirms that I gotta keep bringing him coffees and stuff like that. So, um, that would probably be the only one, but as far as like right skate, left skate tape this way, tape that way, certain time I do stuff, none of that. I just, you know what, it's, This game's. I've been lucky to have played this game. I've had no pressure at all in my career in terms of expectations. Um, I've always been able to go into a a team or a season and just and just play. And uh, you know, I've I've never had to go out there and be like, "Hey, I got to get 30 points, or I got to do this." You know what I mean? I and obviously, there's you know, you got to do your job on the ice to help the team win, and that's a different part. But um, you know, I've. I've, I haven't had too much pressure in my life in terms of, so I've, I've been lucky to be able to just go out there and play freely. And, and and I think that transfers over to how I prepare to play the game. Like, I don't think about hockey when I'm away from the ring too much. I, I, I typically don't uh, start dialing in until after meetings and things like that. And, and just trying to stay loose and remember that, you know, the game's there because we love it. And it's fun. Um, but obviously at this level, there's a job to do, right. And you're expecting to win. And, and that kind of, that, that's what allows me to play my best is when I'm, you know, relaxed and, and just kind of, you know, loose and and uh, having fun with it.
1: Uh, during the playoff run, were there any superstitions on your teammates that made you look twice and say, huh? oh, well, if it works for him, it works for him?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if anyone does anything that's kind of a little out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, there, there isn't anyone that's like, I have heard of some guys that, like, they have to, you know, let's say the game's at 7 and we have our meetings at 5.30. You know, a guy has to, like, tape a stick at 5.20, be done by 5.25, and then at 5.27 he does this. Like, guys have – I've heard some guys have, like, literally down to the second, um, their whole routine planned out, and that, that would stress me out. But um, no no one on our team that's really, like – that's really, there might be guys that are like right skate, right shin pad, those sorts of things. But other than that, nothing, nothing that I can think of that's like, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> are there any, are there any guys that you know that you play with at, uh, at tournaments or anything that are like that? I'm just tra- still, j- just yeah, driver. I'm still
0: like that. I got to go left to right and like everything. Then if, if I accidentally put my right skate on, I'll take it off. I'll untie it and I'll, I'll take it off and I'll put my left, left skate in i don't know if you're, it's, I've been,
2: if you're zoned out you accidentally put your right skate on
0: yeah then i'll and i'll like shit i put on my wrong skate and i'll take it off and i'll i don't know i've been doing it since like bantam so i've been doing it since the 90s so i'm an oh, old timer now so
2: hold on, hold on i just came to mind i do have a superstition in terms of my skates um when i lace them up i i go i go underneath so i go like through and through yeah so that, like that lace is on the, is on the top of the skate, like it's on, it's lying on the skate. And then I have to make sure that they're exactly even. So like I pull them up and I like, and I like move them like that so that they're exact. And I like, I'm sitting there like this, looking at the eyelets like this, <laughs> <laughs> make, making, sure, making sure that they're, uh, they're exactly fine. And then the outside, the outside lace goes over top first. So I'll put the inside lace under and then I'll put the, the outside one over top. And then every single ace from there on out, the inside goes over top. Mm.
0: Yeah. I never heard that one before. So.
2: Yeah. So that, that one's that one I learned from my D partner in college, actually. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, Growing up, we always thought like, what would we do when, if we ever had a chance with the, uh, with the cup, a day with the cup, have you thought what you're going to do yet uh, with your day?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's uh. It kind of you kind of go back and forth, right? Because I, I, I again, I'm I'm lucky that I get to play with a lot of legends. I mean, Petro, Martinez, Quick, guys. You know, those two LA guys have won three cups now. Um, Barbershev with two, Petro Angelo with two, Phil with three, and uh, you know they all say the same thing: is like you want to try when it's your when it's your first one, you want to try and like show as many of your friends and family and get them to have the experience too. Right. But, um, you know, there's gotta be a time in the day where you can kind of like just sit and decompress and like, maybe just sit with it and just like, hold it and just, you know, kind of chill out with it a little bit. Um, so it, it, it's tough, right. Cause you, one, as of right now, like you don't know when it's going to get to you, right. It's cause you get a full day. Um, but you don't know like what city it's coming from or like what time it'll be in there. So it's, it's, uh, I am going to take it to uh, to my home my community, those two Valley. So we're going to, we're going to go out there for a few hours. Um, spend a little, uh, a little time in Verdon after that. Uh, back at my junior rink, allow, you know, everyone in the town to, if they want to come, they can come see it, get a picture, whatever. And then uh, head back into Brandon, have uh, just kind of like a barbecue type deal, I think with, with friends and family and just, you know, be able to sit with it. People can get pictures and stuff like that. And then uh, just do a little, you know, a little party at night just for, a bunch of
0: uh, people that i played with or either cross paths with that sort of thing nice um before we uh finish our interview we always finish with our past guests we call it five rapid niss questions <laughs> <laughs> are you ready i'm ready yeah <laughs> question number one baked or fried bannock
2: always fried
0: question number two ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain
2: <laughs> yeah, I haven't, no.
0: <laughs> uh, question number three. This might you might say yeah to this one because you're a Manitoba boy. Ever see Ernest Mooney ass live in concerts?
2: Uh honestly, he might he on I was a kid though, so he, he might have been at Winterfest a few times and I probably yeah. have seen him, honestly. I just I just don't remember. <laughs> so let's go with yes. <laughs> go with yes.
0: <laughs> uh question number four Bannock burger or Indian taco?
2: I mean both. It's, um ah,
0: Fifth and last question: Can you jig?
2: I cannot. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the podcast that I the I've listened to uh, quite a few of your guys your guys stuff, and there there aren't too many people that can. Hey,
0: no, they, <laughs> I like hockey players. Like I thought that we'd be able to. Uh, two-step pretty good but a lot of the guys can't so i don't know
2: i, I can double crossover just fine i can't uh i can't two-step though
0: That's <laughs> sweet well doc thank you for uh taking the time to join oh. us on the show uh i know you're extremely busy and uh after winning the cup so but we uh we thank you and we really appreciate you coming on the show
2: yeah appreciate you guys taking the time It uh i love listening to your stuff it, you guys do a good job of uh you know, highlighting, um, you know, indigenous athletes and, and, uh, you know, promoting sports, to the youth and all that sort of stuff. So I like listening to your, to your podcast. You guys are doing good stuff. So, um, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's, uh, you guys are fun, energetic, and, and, you know, you guys talk about the right stuff and, um, you, know, you know, I've, I'm always happy to, to try and try and help out where, wherever I can. So
1: thanks a lot that we really appreciate those yeah. words. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, uh, we'll talk to you again, and hopefully our paths meet up one of these days.
2: Yeah, maybe at a tournament in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, we'll see you. Okay. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, uh, Bush and I were just laughing. We there was a big topic that we just. We were mentioned, we were talking about yeah. it off air. It's off really air, but... funny. It's like, it's just, I don't know, one of these days we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. And I think this is, but it's an issue or a topic that we really have to discuss. Yeah. Because I'm sure other, other guys and other couples can probably relate to what Bush some... and I were talking.
1: Yeah. It's something that needs to be addressed, I think.
0: <laughs> so, but, anyways, uh, yeah, what a lot of freaking. Deadly interview. Oh right. What a down-to-earth, down-to-earth guy, man. Like, very humbled. And like he said, he, like, didn't have, like, expectations. I mean, I think that's the way to go, though. Like, when you're playing hockey, don't go in there with not expecting much to happen. And he made it to the
1: show, guys.
0: Like, yeah, from a kid who... Playing midget AAA or midget U eighteen, or AAA U eighteen. Sorry, Oops. and Brandon and yeah, making that jump to Tier two juniors, then to Division one, then signs his deal with the with Vegas, goes to the AHL, then goes plays for Vegas and yeah. wins a cup. Like holy geez. was not drafted at mm. any stage. Like wow. It's uh, he's the perfect example of what you and I always try to encourage the youth that it's okay that you don't get drafted into major junior. Yeah. Just keep working hard. Keep working on your game. Keep a positive mind and just keep working. And eventually you'll, you'll get noticed and win a Stanley cup like Zach. So, yeah. yeah so thank you Zach for taking the time. I know you're super busy, I'm summer. Yeah. Um, And I can't wait till uh, to go to, to go uh, meet up with him when he gets his day with the cup.
1: So I know that's going to be fun, fun, fun time. It's going to be a
0: fun time. So when we find out when yeah. he gets a day with the cup, we'll mention it on, on our social media pages and we'll be taking pictures and interviewing people throughout the day. So it's going mm-hmm. to be a really good time. I'm looking yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I did try to go by. I was in Minneapolis this weekend. I went to the Mall of America. And I went to every lids. I think there was three or four lids in that mall. And I tried to look for, like, if they had any championship Stanley Cup merch. And none of those stores had any merch. And it was like, crappy to see. I mean NHL is like the bottom of the four leagues and they only oh. had three rows of hats while there's like twenty rows of major league baseball and football and basketball and hockey's like the I know the bottom, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So
1: bottom of the four major sports. It sucks. Yeah,
0: so it sucks. It yeah. And most of the hats were like Minnesota North Stars or Minnesota Wild. So yeah. Yeah, but once the Vegas... Well, I don't want to order it online. I know you can order it online, but I, mm-hmm. I want to go in a store and see what what kind of design it, it is. So I'll just wait till it comes to like a Lids in Winnipeg or maybe yeah. this weekend at Thunder Bay. But yeah, cool uh, cool store Zach and his his journey from mm-hmm. uh, his uh, U18 days in Brandon all the way up to Vegas. So, so that was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it and and uh, yeah, very Bush.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: Uh, this week, Bush has uh, the res hockey top five for this week. Again. So.
1: Again. I'm on fire. He's on fire. Okay. <clears throat> so you win the cup, and these are top five reasons why the cup was lost on your res. Um, <laughs> number one. Your uncle took it to show off to his work buddies. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know, a good one or his coffee buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Number The next one, number two. Your cousin took it fishing and accidentally lost it.
0: Imagine if that, like a deep lake, like lake of the woods. Yeah. There's
1: there's some spots there where there's like 80 feet, 85 feet. Yeah, that's crazy. And number three. Chief and council borrowed it for photos, they haven't returned it yet.
0: <laughs> it's okay, we're on okay. chief and council.
1: Yeah, number four, you brought it inside the sweat lodge and it kind of warped, so you said it got stolen.
0: <laughs> this from all the heat,
1: yeah. And number five, this is probably the best reason, I think. It got stolen from rival cousins that bet against you in the cup finals. They say you owe them. (laughs) Yeah. jeez. (laughs) Those are my five top reasons why the cup was lost on the res, gentlemen and ladies and aunties and uncles and cousins. Yeah. (laughs) Those are all valid. They can happen. They can happen. We all have
0: (laughs) crazy family... Each yep. family has crazy cousins and crazy family members, so it could happen. Be funny though.
1: <laughs>
0: can you take that in a sweat? Really? Like, can it? I don't know that I, heat.
1: Is, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I but I, I think that guy that has a that follows with a cup around. I think he he goes where you go, right?
0: So if he goes in the if the cup with, goes in a sweat, he's going in a sweat.
1: He's got to wear that suit with the glove so he can handle it. Handle the cup so no so no f- doesn't get tarnished. <laughs> Damn, that'd be funny though.
0: Yeah. Um, with the Stanley Cup Finals over a couple weeks ago, Calder Cup AHL playoffs done and over with last week. Uh, we're gonna do the second annual Res Hockey Awards. Should I forgot to send this to you? I'll send it. Yeah. Send this to you right now. We're go- I'm going in blind, folks. Okay, I just uh, paste. Okay, hold on. I'm just trying to text copy paste send. Okay, I just sent it to Bush. There you so, go. Okay. Yeah, last year we had a very successful first annual Res yeah. Hockey Podcast Awards. Um and this will be our second year, so we'll uh you ready to go with them? You got them? Yeah, I got them. Okay. Um, this award we call it the Jim Nielsen Award. It's awarded to the best defenseman in the NHL. Uh, the late great Jim Nielsen was a former NHL defenseman with the uh, New York Rangers, California Golden Seals. He played in the WHA with Edmonton. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, I mean, this guy, he was in. An orphanage in northern Saskatchewan and he made it all the way to an NHL. I mean, that was it's just a great story. And he was a um now there's a tournament in Battleford, North Balfour named after him. So uh the winner for the best defense, the Jim Nielsen Memorial Award. I don't want to call him Memorial Award. Should, okay, the Jim Nielsen Award. Uh, It's two winners. We'll go with Brandon Montour of Florida Panthers and Zach Whitecloud of Las Vegas Golden Knights. They had both, both of them had breakout seasons. Mm. Brandon's more of an offensive defense and rushes the puck, plays a power play while Zach is a stay at home, shut down defenseman Um, penalty kill. He's on the, he's on the ice at the teams leading with, less than a couple of minutes left. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be on the team on the ice defending his goalie. So both are different players, but both bo- both had awesome awesome seasons. Breakout seasons.
1: Okay. You're next. We'll uh, we'll take turns there. All right. This guy. This guy. This guy popped in fifty goals. He won the Henry Henry Rock? Henry Richard or Maurice. Maurice. I'm sorry. He won the Maurice for the trophy when he was with San Jose. Mr. He was the Jonathan Chichu for most goals in his season. It's going out to our cousin from the States, TJ Oshi. Plays for the Capitals. He won, uh, A. Prob- uh, he won uh, well, he won the cup, but I think he was the reason why Team U.S. totally reason why Team USA went, went as far as they did. What year was that? Uh, sixteen, I think. Holy shit, seven years ago. Uh, TJ
0: scored nineteen goals in fifty-eight games. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's he's one guy I would totally put on the ice if my yeah. team's losing by one and I want that tying goal. He's had a really consistent NHL career, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's uh, Mister uh, Mister Clutch. If you if you want to shoot a goal, I'd totally go. With T.J. Oshie. Um, I like this award. This award is really a really good, cool one. We call this the Scotty Daniels Award. Uh, We named this after Scotty Daniels because throughout his uh, hockey career and still to this day, Scotty has a sick flow. Uh, Scotty had a really deadly mullet back in the day, one of the nicest flows. Uh, So we call this the Scotty Daniels Best Hair Award and the uh, winner of this uh this year's award is Brandon Montour. Uh yeah. you could see in the playoffs he'd uh, have no bucket pre- pre-game skate yeah. and he'd have a nice flow. So um yeah, that's I like that award. Guys got to start growing their hair more. Yeah. I I wish I could grow my hair but I just don't have the patience for it.
1: You got to get past that it's that one month that that irritating your hair's too hot. Your scalp gets itchy. It lasts for about a month. If you can get through that, then uh, then you're then it's good.
0: But my hair sucks. Though my hair's flat, like most Indigenous, most <laughs> like most us Natives, our hair. Well, like Bush is an exception, though his hair gets <laughs> curly. But yeah, I wish I had curly hair like Bush. Then I'd really grow a really sick mullet. I'd, oh man, I'd be like Jeremy Hayter. Y- 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 y-
1: Oh, that's sick. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah, that's the Scotty Daniels Award. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) You okay over there or what?
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. I just had a little frog in my throat. throat. Okay. This guy, he still holds a playoff record for most goals in a single playoff season. Could you imagine if he played in this this era where, where it's always the best of seven and not best of five, best of five? Like he, he pumped in 19 goals in one season. He didn't have as many uh games to do it. And this is the Reggie Leach Award for playoff MVP. And it goes to our cousin that we just interviewed, Zach Whitecloud of the Las Vegas Golden Knights.
0: Zach, uh he had a couple of clutch goals, a couple yep. of game winners. He was plus I think it was plus nine, so he had a really uh really good playoffs coming coming out of yeah. sort of say. So that's yeah, that's a good pick. Um, the Ted Nolan coach of the year award just goes out to any pro or junior coach. And uh this guy, his team that he uh, he's an assistant coach, his team finished the season with a 48-15. Four and one record. Good enough for 101 points. They finished third in the Eastern Conference in the Western Hockey League. We're talking about Mr. Toadragon himself. Yeah. Um he was on episode four and episode seventy of the show. This guy's gonna be a head coach really soon. I think so. So uh yeah, that Ted Nolan Coach of the Year award goes to our our buddy out in Saskatoon, coach of this assistant coach with the Saskatoon Blades, Mister Wacy Rabbit. So, so I'll come get. We'll uh, mail you the award. there, Wasey. <laughs> Yeah, another slab or, of bologna.
1: Or, or we'll hand deliver it next May.
0: Yeah, another piece yeah. of
1: baloney. <laughs> <laughs> this next award <clears throat> is the Res Tourney Player of the Year. Um, when you think of certain teams, you, you certain individuals come to mind. Um, you look like this year's uh, Casey's men's league, the Seagulls, you think of Bush okay. or uh or uh Brendan Pentek. <laughs> this year, when when this, when this, when this team is mentioned you cannot think of another player I think that's been synonymous with this core you think of Cross Lake Islanders I think the first name that comes through my mind and everybody else's mind is Conrad McKay he played at the Freddie and Brent Wilson Dakota Winterfest and numerous other tournaments he's I he's one of the core players that helps like probably selects recruits everything for uh, for Cross Lake
0: yeah Conrad uh he won three major tournaments this yeah. year, like you mentioned, the Freddie, the Brent Wilson Memorial, and he played with uh he played in Dakota Winterfest with uh, Lane Stars, which is uh, a team made up of uh First Nations players all over Western Canada. Um, they're based out of Mallard, Manitoba, and they had a really good good uh, tournament at Dakota Winterfest. And Brandon Manitoba, so those are three big tournaments, and Conrad won all three this year. So, for sure, uh, when when you win tournaments like those, you're going to be yeah. mentioned on having a great season. So, uh, yeah, Conrad McKay is our Res Tourney Player of the Year. Uh, Res mm-hmm. Tourney Goalie of the Year. Uh, this goalie had a really good year. Had a good tournament at the Freddie, but unfortunately didn't win. <laughs> what?
1: That brain that brain fart I had watching them play. Oh yeah. Uh
0: we watched him play at the Freddy. He won a couple tournaments with Canoe Lake Young Guns this year. He's a University Saskatchewan goalie. The res tourney goal of the year this year is Mr. Ruddy
1: Ross. And
0: yeah, Bush had a brain fart <laughs> when we were watching Canoe Lake play
1: at the <laughs> Freddy. Oh my god. Apollo. Apologies to you and your girlfriend. I just, when I described what I was going to ask you, you just see her face turn around and just like, she didn't glare at me, but she just gave me, like, huh? Like, are you? (laughs) Who the fuck are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I gave Bush that look too. It's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. But yeah, Roddy's a former guest of the show, really nice guy. And, uh, like every time this guy he uh was the winning goalie actually f- for Cross Lake when at the Brent Wilson Memorial mm-hmm. Tournament. So this guy, if you if you got if pretty much if you want to win, uh huh. Roddy's your guy, man. He's uh he's totally worth the give me a grand hotel and I'll take you to the ship kind of player. Yeah.
1: Okay. Next, next, uh, junior hockey player of the year. I uh, played for Erie. Is it Lake Erie Otters or just Erie Otters? Erie Otters. It's Erie Otters of the OHL. Uh, he played overseas at the U18 for Team USA, and he won the gold there. Um, he, our boy Carrie Terrence of Akwasasne First Nation.
0: Yeah, he had a really good yeah. year. This is his draft year. Coming mm-hmm. up, so he'll be drafted sometime this week. So, looking forward to him, his name getting called. So, but yeah, yeah. he had a he had he had a good year. I oh, mean, yeah. this kid's only going to get better.
1: Yeah, I have no doubt he's going to go over to go to Sweden play in the World Juniors. I really don't. Or if he doesn't get selected this year, I think he's going to be playing in Ottawa the year after.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's the juniors are are in 24, 25,
0: or, yeah. College Player of the Year. Uh, good thing about this award, just a lot of uh, Indigenous players playing mm-hmm. college, have it be U sports here in Canada or Division one, Division three in the U.S. But this, this, uh, the winner of this year's award is from Dokus First Nation, and he was a forward at the University of Prince Edward Island Panthers, uh, Troy Latin, S. He had a big season at UPEI. Yeah, he, uh, he was getting more than a point. He uh, twenty eight games. He had thirty points. So, and it's hard for. I mean, yeah, he had thirty points in twenty twenty eight games. But nowadays, you don't get too many a point per per game players. No, but especially at U Sports and college hockey. Um so uh, yeah, college hockey is, is huge. It's really yeah. good hockey. So yeah, Troy Latin dress, Latin S.
1: la It's a soft J. la Yeah, yes. you right. Yeah. Lajunas, yeah.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, he's our college player of the year.
1: Female college player of the year. Um she played at uh Bemidji State U and she played. For Mr. Wassa Say Strong at the Friday this year, her first year in the tournament. Um her, her brother was a was a guest early on in the podcast. Uh this female college player goes by the name of Maya Hedrick.
0: Yeah, she had a really good yep. year. Um it's it's not easy for an 18-year-old to step into D one no. and start playing and be really consistent and so she had a really good year, and she uh, topped off the year winning the Freddie with Sage yeah. Strong. So, it's always it's always good to finish your your season on a winning note. So, yeah, Maya's our female college player of the year. Uh, minor pro player of the year. This guy we talked about earlier in the show. He won uh, the Color Cup with the Hershey Bears. He's. Uh, he played for the Washington Capitals a couple times. Got the call up. He's uh, Saskatoon. I think he played for Saskatoon back in the day, his junior days. Oh no, sorry, he played for Kamloops. Um, Garrett Pelon is our yeah. um, minor pro hockey player of the year. Fifty-three games. He had eleven goals, eighteen assists for twenty-nine points. He was a plus six. He had, and they played twenty playoff games. He had four goals, six assists for 10 points. So that's a long year, like we mentioned. Yeah. So yeah. Garrett Pelon's our uh minor pro
1: player of the year. Our female player of the year. Um, hers she um no introduction, really, no, no description of her career. She's a long long list of accolades, two-time uh winner of the Freddy <coughs> with uh, Mr. Wasis say strong. Am I saying Mr. Wasis? Mr. Wasis. Mr. Wasis. Something I'm saying, Mr. Wasis. Mr. Anyways. (laughs) Abby. uh, This one goes to Abby Rock.
0: Yeah, Abby had a good year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, well, for us Canadians, Team USA beat Team Canada at the Women's Worlds. And Abby was a part of that Team USA that beat Team Canada. So, I mean when you win a world championship, it's always a, a big deal and a big accomplishment. So yeah. Who better than, uh, Abby, Abby rock. Yeah. So, um, uh, the rest team of the year. Um, uh, yeah, there was a lot of res tournaments throughout Canada this year, but these, uh, this team pretty much won three, well, two big tournaments here yep. in Manitoba this year. Um, the rest team of the year goes to the Cross Lake Islanders or yep. Cross Lake Selects,
1: sorry. Is it Islanders or Selects? I always what thought I, I Islanders at the Freddy. Freddy? Oh, yeah. I think
0: I think they use Selects. I'm not even sure. Okay, we'll just say the Anyways. community the community Cross Lake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um they had a really good year. They're always uh top contenders when they play in the a lot of tournaments throughout Canada. So when yeah, no other team won the big tournaments like Cross Lake did this year. So Cross Lakes are picked for the res team of the year. Last yeah. and last not least, Bush will we'll both discuss this because I didn't even write this down. Yeah, the Fred Saskamoose Award. For this award, we we'd picked either it's pro junior hockey. Reds Hockey, the Fretz of Award, the MVP. Who do you think is there? Who had a really good good MVP? Uh, MVP? One comes to mind. He uh, just recently retired this year. He played in the Freddie or PBCN where he was
1: named um, top forward. You're talking about uh, Gishon? Uh-huh. Who? Go ahead.
0: Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. He played uh, Norway for the Stavenger Oilers, where they won the the league championship. He played for PBCN Stars, like I mentioned. Bryce Gervais.
1: I mean, he had that's a big a good, year. That's a good pick.
0: He had a good year in, in uh, Norway. I mean, his... Team won the mm-hmm. the league in 39 games for Stavanger. Uh, he got 16 goals, 14 assists for 30 points. So that's that's a good that's a good season. And like we saw him at, everyone seen him playing the finals, and he yeah. was he was one of the better players. He stood out, and he I still can't believe that goal he scored against. The Oilers, oh, at the I Freddy, I guess, against Took. Like, he he started skating from the blue line, his own blue line all the way, and he had a, he just blew that defenseman out of the yeah. water, that one on one, going I, towards I'm, the puck.
1: Uh, I was watching him. He had a good 45 second minute shift before that, or 45. Yeah, he had a 45 second shift. Like, a, he wasn't just coasting either. Like, he was, and then he sees that opportunity, and then all of a sudden, he gets, it's just that surge of adrenaline. You just see his skater, he just flew off, flew.
0: And, like, I'd watch him throughout the finals and throughout the tournament, and he'd never stayed on long. He'd do, like, how pro players, good 40, 40 Mm -hmm. 40-second, 50-second shift, and he was off because not like some guys that we know and some players that we watch where in niche tournaments where you're on three, four minutes, and two or three of those minutes, you're just standing around, not really moving your feet, not being effective for your team, but Bryce would take these short minute, short, like less than a minute shifts and he would go all out, get off the ice, regroup, come back on the ice and just be Mm -hmm. just as effective. So I think a lot of, a lot of players should be playing the way he did. Yeah. With those short shifts and just always on the move, moving your feet. So, so yeah, that's, do you agree with my pick for that? I,
1: Absolutely agree.
0: Okay. Our uh our winner for this year's Fretz of Saskamous Award for the MVP is Mr. Bryce. Bryce Gervais. Yeah. He which is uh he just retired. Uh we mm-hmm. talked to him in Saskatoon and he took a job at a hockey academy in Wisconsin, Hayward, Wisconsin, where his wife is from. So uh yeah, congratulations, Bryce. Really nice guy, man. Yeah, really nice guy. Um one thing about Wisconsin is Green Bay Packers, and oh, here we go. They again. Have awesome, Well, for this football season, I don't have my season my hopes high because Brent 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 Aaron Rodgers left the Packers, so it's going to be a frustrating year. I don't even want to begin to think about it or talk about it yet, but yeah, Wisconsin is a great great place. I love Wisconsin. Hey, I just I don't like that '70s show. I love Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Um. anything else before we skedaddle? I think that's it. Uh, this week I'll be at, in Thunder Bay playing at the Click Cup. Uh, great tr- fundraiser. Unfortunately, Bush can't make it. He has mm-hmm. other priorities. So, yeah, I'll be at the Click Cup. Come say hi if you see me. I'm playing for Team Mish. I'll be playing with Cuz of the Week, Ricky, on our team, so... Should be should be fun. Games will be played at Fort William First Nation on the mission. So yeah, if you see me, come say hi. Um unfortunately, I'll maybe yeah, I'll carry we'll say a, hi. I'll carry a couple pictures of Bush and he'll get him to sign them and I'll give them away at the rink. <laughs> so yeah, don't forget to uh, before we leave, don't forget to uh like and subscribe our Facebook pages, Instagram, Twitter youtube so uh yeah thanks for all your part and uh, thanks for joining us hang out with us for the last little while so yeah. we really appreciate it, so so uh, have a good week everyone and, uh we'll see you next week peace peace